Hello, and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. This week, we put out our annual food issue, and in today's episode, we'll go inside one of Kalispell's hidden gems, the Mabuhai Oriental Market, which my colleague Tristan Scott wrote about this week. In his story, he talked at length with owner Glenda Hamilton about her journey from the Philippines to the Flathead Valley, the extraordinary trips she makes to Seattle to pick up items requested personally by her customers, and the new operation she's undertaken to make deliveries across Montana. Glenda was kind enough to welcome me into her store on Tuesday, and you'll hear our conversation as we walk through the aisles packed with food and drink. We'll cover a lot of ground in that conversation, and you'll want to dig into even more in Tristan's story, which is available now to read for free at flatheadbeacon.com. And of course, later in the show, stick around for a quick recap of the biggest news stories from the last seven days. But first, a reminder that this podcast and all of the work we produce at the Flathead Beacon is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Club members pay as little as $5 a month to put their support behind all of our work, and they get some great perks, too. Find out more or join the club today at beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, let's turn back to today's featured guest, Glenda Hamilton, and our visit to the grocery store she's owned and operated for more than 15 years, Mabuhai Oriental Market. Kimchi is like our popular dish, or we sell a lot of kimchi. And then we have frozen stuff. So this is like steam it, or you can microwave it, ready to eat. Get drinks. Stuff here from the Philippines. So we have like longanisa, tocino, hot dogs. How did you start to put the the inventory list here together? I just started with what I would eat, and then introduce it, and then people will ask for something else until expanded to, you know, yeah. like fifty percent of what I carry here. I never. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do, you know. I mean, I will Google it and see what, you know, what it's for. And like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Then I'll try it. When did that start becoming part of the business? I know Tristan wrote about that, that, that some of what you do is get right a trailer. Right in the very beginning. And, yeah, okay. in the very beginning. Because so. I didn't know, you know. I started with soy sauce, rice, and you know, stuff that I would, you know, what what I need personally. And then start from there. When did people start asking you, hey, Glenda, can you get me this? When they got, um, probably about six months or so later. Okay. You know? And then it keeps adding on and adding on. Uh, like, the, there, we have some right here that's uh, rice cake. I didn't know what it is. But now I have, we have a freezer specifically just for rice cake. And I didn't know, I still haven't tried them yet. I have no idea what they would use it for. Besides, you know, the, you can see the pictures, but yeah. A lot of Koreans like those, or the ones that been to Korea, we use them. How much of your of your clientele is, you know, Asian American Asians here shopping, and how much is just people from the community? Who've I would say out? maybe 
30% Asian or okay. been, you know, and then 70% that's either was in the military or they traveled and wanted to kind of see what, sure. trying to imitate what they had before or try something new. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of them that has um, like allergy or something and then they, they can't have wheat so then they can have maybe rice or pota sweet potato. So yeah, so there's another, we have a lot, we have some sweet potato noodles for people that can't have wheat or can't have rice or, and when you when you head on the road and you go out to Seattle, where where are you shopping there? How did you find a, a supplier in, in that town? There's a couple warehouses that I go to that I know where I'm gonna get stuff and just stop and you know, it took a while for me to, you know there where I started going in the very beginning, I don't go there no more. So you know, I start finding oh it's you know, better they have better um, like I can go to one store and get everything I need than having to go to four different stores. So then I kind of cut down, instead of spending three days in Seattle, I can go maybe two days. Sometimes I can go one day, it just depends. And that's the closest possible option? Yes. Yeah, yeah it costs a lot to ship. You know? yeah. yeah. But I did start shipping because there are times that when we leave Seattle, I have a couple pallets that is too heavy, then my truck can't. Even if I upgraded to new, you know, newer truck, it still doesn't want to, you know. Yeah. So I have to ship it here. Why, other than just the customers ask you to do it? I mean, is that a that's a vital part of of the business, or is it just something that you you want to do to keep the customers? Of course, happy? yeah, I want to keep them happy because yeah. you know, if they don't come, then I have no business. Right. <laughs> yeah. how, how did you decide to get started in the grocery business? And what were you doing before you got into I was actually subbing at the school <laughs> while my kids were going to school. I have two daughters. And just my husband said, oh, we should, you know, maybe something we could try. Because there is no place to go get this stuff. When we go down to Texas for to visit our parents, I come back with, you know, we have no clothes. You know, everything we bring back is like rice and noodles and sauce and stuff like that because we can't get it here so just took a leap of faith and you know made up how, how how long was it before you felt like okay that we took a leap of faith and now i think this is actually going to work i think we're oh it took a while it took a while years and years of you know but you're there now i am here now that's great yeah that's great um this location when when did you move into this i moved building? here about i guess six years ago okay and how big is how many you know how many square feet this place I is i have no idea i think like 800 square feet maybe. okay tight though right it is tight yeah, yeah. which have is good but you know we could probably expand a little bit more somewhere yeah. someday and, <laughs> and you are doing some deliveries as well right yes yeah people will um if they can't come here will Oh you, oh, you mean like when I go around the state? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. We go to um, Catbank, Shelby, um, Great Falls, Helena, Missoula, all the way to Hamilton, spend a night there with my friends, and then come back and go to Missoula again, and uh, Pablo, Ronan, and then Big Fork, then come here. When did that start? That was just started in June. Uh, was that... 
because of the pandemic or just something I wanted to do before but didn't have the money to do it okay and so I tried and seems pretty you know they're so they're waiting for us now so yeah. but as soon as it gets warmer then we'll gonna start doing it again and you personally do those yes have you ever thought about either bringing somebody on to help with those or the trips to Seattle or um it's kind of hard because then they don't know what I need for the store yeah. so I'll, I usually have somebody watch the store while we go drive. Yeah, I think I we did like, I don't know, it was like 500 miles in 18 hours. Yeah, it was tiring, but it was worth it. So, and there, you know, a lot of people were happy. So, for sure. Where do you want this business to go from here? Bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger, better, but not enough that you know I can't enjoy it. You know. What about it do you enjoy? Uh, people, you know, yeah. seeing a lot of, you know, people being happy, compliments that, you know, they are able to eat some food that they haven't had since they were kids, you know. Have you been able to make some, I imagine you formed some relationships doing this 15 years with customers who've been coming, yes. maybe for 15 years? Mm -hmm. There's some that's, you know, I've known before for a long time and new, a lot of new ones, so. Because people move, come here and move and go somewhere. So. Cool. Is there anything else that we can you want to show us here in the store um, before I let I you know, go? The curry. There's um, a lot of people likes to make curries, so we have like eight different kind curries, and then we have coconut milk to go with the curries. And if they wanted to do some. Like the palm sugar, they have a hard time finding where to buy that palm sugar. And the tamarind um, concentrate to make some pad thai. Yeah. So yeah. And what is the what is the stuff in here that you ate growing up? What's because you grew, grew up in the Philippines, in the Philippines right? Yeah. Um, sardines. So there's some sardines here. This is what I grew up. <laughs> I actually have a picture of my grandma. My grandma had a wet uh, market. Okay. Yeah. So even are we talking similar brands of sardines? It's the same one. Exact I have same the ones exact right one. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Legal, yeah. Very so cool. That's something that um, is from the Philippines. And, so yeah, I have some pictures. Of, you know, I could see. It's like I ha oh, I see, you know, I see this and I see that, and you know, can awesome. bring memories. So yeah. yeah. And many thanks to Glenda for taking time on Tuesday to join the show this week. And don't forget to read Tristan Scott's story. It's part of the 2021 Food Issue, which is available to read right now for free throughout Northwest Montana and online at flatheadbeacon.com. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 9 p.m. on Tuesday, February 9th. A wealthy Texas couple has purchased 125,800 acres of forested real estate west of Kalispell, a massive land acquisition that encompasses areas popular for hunting and fishing. The couple, Mark and Robin Jones, are the CEO and founder, respectively, of Goosehead Insurance, a Dallas-based company worth billions. In an interview with The Beacon, Mark Jones called the purchase a, quote, family legacy investment and assured nervous sportsmen and conservationists that little would change under their ownership. 
The land has long been in private hands, first controlled by logging companies Plum Creek and Weyerhaeuser, then sold to Southern Pines Plantation. That company sold the land to the Joneses, who say they have no plans for large-scale development of the land and intend to, quote, be good neighbors and work with government agencies like Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. It was through a cooperative agreement between FWP and the land's prior owners that the public was allowed to access the land in exchange for a patrol present by state game wardens. The sprawling property surrounds Hubbard Reservoir and extends east all the way to Lake Mary Ronan. We'll have much more on this story in next week's podcast. In other news, Flathead County's COVID-19 vaccination efforts got a boost from the state of Montana on Tuesday when the county announced it had received an additional 1,000 doses of the vaccine on top of its regular weekly allotment. That prompted the Flathead City County Health Department to schedule an additional clinic on Friday of this week on top of the regular Tuesday through Thursday clinics at the county fairgrounds. Appointments for that clinic can be requested the same way as any others by calling 406-751-8119 and leaving a detailed message or online at flatheadhealth.org slash COVID-19-vaccine. As of February 5th, Flathead County had vaccinated nearly 6,000 people, with almost 2,500 of those people fully immunized. The rate of vaccinations in Flathead County has been slower than in similar-sized counties around the state, but Health Officer Joe Russell told The Beacon he was confident the department would catch up over time, and this week's additional clinic is a helpful step in that regard. Elsewhere, Allegiant Air announced it will be adding seasonal bi-weekly flights from San Diego to Glacier Park International Airport, the latest route added as the airport recovers from the early days of the pandemic. GPIA announced a new route from Kalispell to Minneapolis-St. Paul earlier this year, and Airport Director Rob Ratkowski said the facility is also moving forward with its $100 million terminal expansion after that project had to be briefly halted in 2020. And finally, a Kalispell man was killed in an avalanche over the weekend in the Swan Range. 59-year-old Dave Cano was one of a group of snowmobilers recreating in remote terrain northeast of Wildcat Lake when a slide broke free and buried him on Saturday. Cano's fellow riders were also at least partially buried but they were able to locate him using his avalanche beacon and unfortunately could not resuscitate Cano. A backcountry avalanche warning was issued for much of northwest Montana back on Friday, and it remained in effect through Tuesday evening. That is our show for this week. Remember, you can read more about all of these stories and catch the latest breaking news for free on our website. That's flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week... Thanks for listening.